Hello, and welcome to Polite Company, the podcast where we talk about the two things that you aren't supposed to talk about in Polite Company, religion and politics. This is actually a special edition of the podcast. I didn't plan to do this, um, but I wanted to do this tonight because it's um, a special time. It is March 11th. Um, It was one year ago today that everything changed. Um, That was a day that things um, changed uh, dramatically uh, because of COVID-19. And um, since just uh, watched a few hours ago, uh, President Biden's first address to the nation, which of course was on um, COVID and how we are dealing with it and what's uh, happening in the future, felt I wanted to um, share a little bit about reflections on that on the last year um, and where both politics and religion show themselves. So, of course, um, that day, March 11th, 2020, um, was the day that the World Health Organization officially called COVID-19 a pandemic. Um, It was the day that we saw the National Basketball Association abruptly cancel a game in Oklahoma City between the Thunder and the Utah Jazz because of a player on the Jazz that tested positive for the coronavirus. It was when we heard Tom Hanks and his wife also tested positive. I was sitting in my office at church and I kept hearing that this festival was being canceled and this school was closing down and this university was closing for the semester. It seemed like everything was shutting down. That evening was the evening that my church had um, a weekly Bible study. And we met on that Wednesday evening, not knowing that that was probably going to be the last, that was going to be the last time that we would be inside the church building. We had made plans on how we were going to worship safely for the coming Sunday, but of course, those plans were never used. We soon canceled worship for that Sunday, and the next Sunday, and the Sunday after that. When former President Trump was released from the hospital after his bout of COVID in October, he told the public to not let the virus control our lives. But that was the voice of a man that was still in denial. He wanted to pretend that the virus is no big deal. But the fact is, people had to reorient their lives. We went from working in offices and in other places to working from home. We stopped eating in restaurants. Major activities were canceled throughout the year. Those people that had to work were now fearful that they could get the virus next. Other people lost their jobs. Asian Americans faced bigotry because of where the virus originated. Friends that we knew became ill, and we all had to wear masks. Things changed. Former President Trump might want to pretend that we have a choice in not letting COVID rule our lives, but the reality is we didn't have a choice. 
the coronavirus did change our lives. It is changing our lives now and will change us in ways that we haven't yet contemplated. And let's be honest, how can the loss of over half a million people not change us? All this in some ways reminds me of uh, maybe the first quarter of the movie, uh, The Avengers, the uh, the Avengers Endgame. And um, for those who have watched it, or at least have heard of it, that first quarter of that movie is basically focusing on what life is like in the world after who uh, the villain of the movie of and, and the prior movie, um, Infinity War, had snapped his fingers. He had received those these stones that he needed. Uh, to put on his hand and then was able to snap his fingers and kill off half of all the life in the universe. When the movie then goes five years later into the future and people are still dealing with those effects, families, friends, and lovers all vanished. And those that were left behind were trying to pick up the pieces. When I think about how we are living in some ways we are living in that kind of post snap world. I think that the words trauma and traumatic are used way too much these days, but the fact is the words fit in the world that we have lived after March 11th, our world dramatically changed and we are traumatized. This has been a year when it seemed like hope seemed very far away, but in reality, I don't think it ever was. Hope was there, even in the darkest times. I decided to look back at the sermon that I wrote for that first Sunday, this first Sunday when we weren't going to have worship, and I decided to tape a sermon. I changed what I was going to preach on, And I focused on a passage in the Bible from the book of Romans. It's actually one that's one of my uh, husband's favorite, Romans 8, 38 through 39. I want to share a little bit of it as a reminder of what I was thinking about that time last year and what we still have to face. And I wrote back then, We are facing something we didn't even know existed months ago. We don't know how bad it will get. We worry about family and friends and if they will be all right. What the Apostle Paul tells us is that things are uncertain now and could get worse, but nothing, not even a virus, can stop God from loving us and in having victory over the powers of evil that threaten us and all of creation. It isn't the end, but the beginning of the end. As a church, we are, gather, we are a community gathered by grace to share God's love for the sake of the world. How, in this time of fear and uncertainty, can we show people that God loves them no matter what? It might mean praying for our family and friends and for the world at this time, especially those doctors and nurses who are on the front lines of this battle. Since we can't really see each other face to face, it might mean checking in on people. 
Maybe it's showing kindness to the people working at the grocery store, continuously stocking shelves. You get the idea. At this time of crisis, and it is a crisis, we have an opportunity to share the love of God with others and let them know that no virus can ever stop God from loving us and caring for us. The preacher Tony Campolo once told a story of having to do a funeral back in the 1980s, and this was in the early days of another plague, in this case, the AIDS crisis. The man in question was gay and had and did die of AIDS. A few of his friends, who were also gay, came to the funeral. As they gathered at the graveside, Campolo read a story from Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The men perked up. They asked if what the Bible said was true. Campolo responded, yes. Then something happened. One man asked him to read another Bible verse. Another man asked for a different verse, and Campolo read that one too. Then another man asked for another verse, and it kept going. Campolo learned from that experience how hungry these men were to hear the good news. At a time when these men were considered outcasts, someone was there to remind them that God loves them. We are facing challenging days. This is bad, and it will get worse. But remember that no matter what we are loved by God, our baptismal promise tells us that nothing, nothing separates us from God's love, not even a virus. That is good news in an ominous time. And things are still the same as I look back a year from the year and on. We are still in a challenging time. And even though now we are getting vaccinated. We don't know if we're totally out of the woods. But hope still remains. It is there. One year on, we have been through hell. There has been much sorrow and death. But even through all the heartache and the fear and the hatred, love remains. If I was like the former president in believing that I don't need to let COVID rule my life, then love wouldn't be necessary. But I don't live in that world, so I am thankful for the love of family, friends, my husband, my mother, and my God. I pray that I can share the love with those who are hurting in the aftermath of March 11, 2020, when everything changed and when a virus ruled our lives. One year on, love remain. Thank you um, for taking the time to listen to this special edition of Polite Company. Um, if you have any questions um, or uh, comments, feel free to send me an email at denmin at uh, gmail.com. It is in the notes. Um, and also, you can visit us on our website at uh, politecompanypod, all one word, dot org. Thank you. And um, 
We will look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. Godspeed. Goodbye.